The Path to Power with Ivan Yates and Jim Elliott, a podcast from News Talk. Well, here on News Talk, we're charting the path to power from the primaries to Pennsylvania Avenue on the hard shoulder. And we're doing it in a podcast format as well with our own resident comedian, Jim Elliott, who's importantly an American. So he's taking a sideways look at the campaign as it really hots up and gets underway. This is episode two of The Path to Power, Jim Elliott's Sideways Look. Jim, this week, let's start with... They're all living the devil may care And I'm just a devil with no despair Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Ah, sing it, Elvis! We are in a Las Vegas frame of mind because the Nevada caucuses are this weekend and the last Democratic debate was two days ago in the Paris Casino on the Las Vegas Strip. It was the first time America got a chance to see Michael Bloomberg in the flesh, although by this point everybody's seen an advertisement for him. He's up and running, is he? He is up and running. His campaign has been going in earnest for about two and a half months. But uh, like I said, all he's been doing is advertising. He hasn't been a part of any of the debates. You know, this was the ninth debate we've had so far. It's like they're Star Wars movies And why didn't he go to Iowa and New Hampshire and get involved earlier? He decided he was going to run for president. He threw his hat in the ring a little bit late. It takes a while to get your name on the ballots in these states. So he decided to skip Iowa, skip New Hampshire, skip Nevada this weekend, skip South Carolina next weekend, and target... Super Tuesday, which is March 3rd. But this was the first debate that he qualified for on the strength of his polling. Okay, what's the story about uh, his wealth tax, is it? Well, it's that's why. What do we think Michael Bloomberg's motivations might be for running? Oh. Now he's been saying for a year and a half that he just wants to see Donald Trump lose, and if we get too far down the Democratic path, and he doesn't see anybody he thinks can beat Donald Trump, he'll throw his hat in the ring, and that may be true. Who knows? But there is also the problem with the two front runners at the moment, in Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, both have a big section on their website about something called a wealth tax or an extreme millionaires tax, as Elizabeth Which Warren calls it. Which wouldn't suit Bloomberg. I mean, the man's worth sixty billion dollars. I'm not. I don't think he's trying so to lose you any said of that. He'd rather see Trump reelected than one of those two. Comrades? I think he'd rather see him reelected, but failing that, I think he'd rather see Trump reelected. Rich people do pretty well under the Trump administration. Okay, does anyone like Bloomberg? Lots of people like Michael Bloomberg. Television executives love him. He's been spending 10 times more money than any other candidate. He's only been campaigning for less than three months. He's already spent more money than Barack Obama did in all of 2012. So check this out. In 2018, the revenue for Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN combined was about $5.3 billion. So what happens if Michael Bloomberg decides to spend $1 billion on television ads. If I owned a car dealership and I sold 500 cars in a year and some guy walks in saying he wants to buy 100 cars by himself, that guy's my new best friend. I love him. I'm not going to make any short jokes around that guy and I'm not going to make fun of his New York accent either. I'm going to ask him to go down to get a slice down at Luigi's on 37th Street. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Campaign workers like him too. If you're a campaign worker, you're some 25-year-old idealistic guy that wants to be part of the process and you're working in California, you're a field organizer, he's paying double the going rate. He's paying six grand a month. Other people bank three he's committed to even if he drops out of the race he'll pay you through november so you're a temp worker that's an eight-month job as opposed to potentially a two-month job and he's handing everybody a free ipad when you walk in the door all right now when you when you look at the array of candidates Mm. right across the spectrum are any of the candidates from either party actually likable i mean 
Not particularly, but if you think about it, think back to the 2016 primary campaign. We had, That was crazy. It was bananas. We had candidates calling each other ugly. They were talking about the size of their private parts. They were blaming each other for everything from, from 9-11 to the Kennedy assassination. So this campaign is pretty tame by comparison. Now, that said, this week in Vegas, we had the hottest Democratic debate so far. Elizabeth Warren came out swinging against Mike Bloomberg. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. But understand this. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. See, so Mike Bloomberg didn't do great at the debate. Elizabeth Warren started, but everybody was tearing lumps at him for being a rich guy who's showing up late. Here's the problem. He didn't look like he was used to having people disagree with him. And I guess that's the problem with being worth that much money is people don't often tell you you're wrong to your face. I mean, look at Bill Gates. He's worth $100 billion and none of his friends will tell him to change his haircut. <laughs> now, Bernie Sanders was criticized for his hardcore supporters' mm-hmm. attitude. Mm-hmm. Is there a risk that some of the people in the Democrat and Republican Party might never back anyone apart from their own candidates? Look, that's a risk, and Bernie's supporters can seem hardcore because if you think about it, what is he selling? Say you broke your arm last year and you, as a result you lost your job, which means in America you lost your health insurance, and now you're looking at six figures in medical debt that you can never get rid of. You'd be pretty passionate about Medicare for all. And if some billionaire or torpy-looking consultant comes along and tells you that socialized health care is impossible when every other developed country in the world has it, you might tell that stuffed shirt to kick rocks. So these people are pretty salty online. But are they any saltier than Hillary Clinton's people were four years ago? I think a big part of this is the fact that that they call them Bernie Bros, and that is a catchy name. I'd go see Bernie Bros if they were playing in concert, opening for the Strokes. But here's the thing. No matter how passionate people are online, do you really think that means that they will switch to supporting Trump if their guy doesn't get through? That seems like a stretch to me, Ivan. Okay, so what fun can we look forward to in the coming weeks? So as I said, the Nevada caucuses are this weekend, the South Carolina primary next week. Here's the thing about Nevada. You remember that incompetently developed software and app that didn't work and delayed the Iowa results by two weeks? Guess who designed the app for the Nevada Democratic Party? So they were planning on using the exact same app. After Iowa's car crash, the Nevada Party developed their own app. They put it on 2,000 iPads. They distributed them to their caucus centers, and they did all of this in two weeks. They handed the iPads out on Tuesday. So what's better than a technological solution, an alternate, last-minute, slap-together technological solution that nobody's had a chance to review? I'm sure it'll be fine. And as for results, who's looking for something? Like I said, Mike Bloomberg's not on the ballots yet, so nobody's voting for him in Nevada. He's not there. He's not in South Carolina either. We'll have to wait until Super Tuesday to see if his media blitz can translate to votes. Amy Klobuchar is looking to ride the momentum after finishing a strong third in New Hampshire. Joe Biden desperately needs a result. He stopped campaigning in New Hampshire a couple days early to focus on these two races. Ditto Tom Steyer. Remember Tom Steyer? He's now known as the other billionaire in the race. Tom has spent $50 million on media ads, and he hasn't won a single delegate. I also haven't won a single delegate, and I did that for free. So it's a busy week. We've got two primaries and one debate in the next seven days. Somebody tell Mike Bloomberg to send me an iPad. All right. That's Jim Elliott, our resident comedian with his path to power from the primaries to Pennsylvania Avenue, his unique take here on the hard shoulder of the race to the White House. As always, thanks, Jim. Thank you.